Ladies and gentlemen, we are now joined by my brother Dave to talk an emergency podcast about the Padres and other COVID news. Thanks for having me, Ross. Thank you for in- inviting me onto your podcast. Well, thank you for being here. Can you hear um, me okay? Is my is my recording okay? You sound crystal clear. No delays. You sound perfect. Great. You sound good too. Now, before we begin, I'm going to give you uh, a quiz. Don't worry if you get this wrong. Um, I didn't know this. I had to Google it. Where does the quote, give me a bottle of anything and a glazed donut to go? Oh, Ross. Oh, come on. David Lee Roth, man. Correct. His his video, I think it was for uh, Living in Paradise. If I'm not mistaken. Close, close. That's not correct, but uh, it's a different David Lee Roth video. Oh, Yankee Rose? Correct. Oh, got it, got it. (laughs) I thought it was the Hot for Teacher video. Oh, well, you know, I mean, 1984, 5, 6, you know, it blends together a lot, you know? Those are, you were a busy guy. You were very busy. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't. I just remember all that talking in the hot for teacher video where he's in the thing and he's like, uh, sit down Waldo. Know, I hope you missed us. We're back. You know? Yeah. But I mean, Yankee Rose was a few years later, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the chronological thing was, you know, 1984 comes out hot for yeah. teacher, Panama jump, all that good stuff. They're, they're top of their game. Then he does, solo work california girls and yep. uh um i'm just a gigolo right and th- that must have been like and you know later 84 maybe into you know first part of 85 complete estrangement you know band yep. dissolves or he dissolves from them <laughs> and uh and then yeah 85 he comes back with eat him and smile and uh, yes you know, the rest is, is history. The fact that you can recite all of this from memory is truly impressive. Well, um, you know, I'm a big DLR fan. Me too. I'm a huge DLR fan. And uh, you had the dates perfect on all of your everything that you recounted just now. Oh, really? Um, that, that EP was crazy from the heat that had uh, California Girls and the Just right. the Gigolo, I Ain't Got No Medley. So uh, good. 85 release. And then um, the the... What did you say the name of? Oh, Eat Him and, and, and Smile. That's 86. Yeah. So that's correct. That um, sounds right. Yeah. Were there any other hits off of, uh, I mean, Yankee Rose was the first single. That was kind of the rocket. That was sort of the Panama to his, yeah. to his, uh, and then, you know, Living in Paradise was kind of his, his jump, you know? And then there's That's Life on here, apparently. Oh, he which did is a cover, a cover. That's Life. Yeah as yeah. the closing track so right and anyway. he kind of did like it you and and we can end this after this last anecdote but then he kind of went full brian setzer and kind of went yeah. just like you know um swing dance kind of you know he embraced <laughs> the whole the whole thing right and i what mean about he wasn't Robert his... plant he did the uh honey drippers right yeah i oh, yeah. love the honey drippers um, love the honey drippers but i mean that was almost a super group though i mean i didn't know it at the time but i feel like they had you know it was um others in that group that that uh names we would recognize robert plant um jimmy page <laughs> jeff beck 
There you go. Nile Rodgers? Wow. It, I mean, uh, that's three great boy guitarists Brian right Setzer there. right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, yeah you got all great. kinds of folks on there. Andy Sylvester. Love his work. Of course. So, um, anyway, moving on, we've got an emergency pod today. We've already met today and discussed baseball, but we didn't record it. Yeah. Um, but we've got, we've got a couple of situations, both real and imagined. Um, first, we're going to talk about all the goings-on in the – MLB COVID world. We've got some big news today, and then we're gonna we're gonna circle back to our shared fantasy team and talk about our plan for the team for for the next month or two, and uh, an, uh, a new role that you're gonna be taking with the team. Um, yeah, you're gonna be taking up the reins and uh, managing the the day in and day out of the team for the foreseeable future. Um, so let's talk about the inevitable. Tatis has tested positive. Right. So far, he's the only Padre who has actually been um, reported to have tested positive. The other two guys were just um, in contact, deemed in close contact. So right. um, they could be back with a negative test. They could be back in a day or two. How does How this affect it... the Padres? How does this affect um, the MLB how does this affect baseball? So, well, that's a lot, but let me, I'll, we'll start with, with uh, how does this affect the Padres? Cause that's for me, the most important thing. Um, and I think it's actually fine. They were without Tatis for, you know, two weeks or so um, when he had that really bad swing that, you know, yep. dislocated his shoulder, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they kept rolling, you know, I mean, yeah, you miss them. Of course you miss them, but they've, they've got the depth, you know, they do, they've got it. So it's not, uh, it's not going to be like season over, you know, it, sometimes they rally around the adversity and it could end up, they could go on a hot streak. Well, we know so, the Padres have yeah. the depth. Yeah. So I'm not totally worried about, uh, you know, them falling in the standings or, or anything like that. Um, I, I have my I have questions mainly. And question one is, A, you know, did he not get vaccinated? Because he could have, you know, it's possible that he wasn't vaccinated, in which case, possible. you know, that's a real easy way to, to get it, you know? Yep. Um, so until we know that, you know, if he was vaccinated and he still got it, that's just that's just terrible luck i mean that's just bad luck yeah. right there well that seems to be what has happened with the yankees third base coach phil nevin um who tested positive today as well um he's fully vaccinated and he's got what they're calling a breakthrough case meaning wow someone who was fully vaccinated but still uh tested positive so right you know that's could could always be like you know he uh he tested positive, but he's asymptomatic um, or uh, he wasn't, he wasn't fully through the vaccine. You know, sometimes like we have a friend who actually caught COVID while going to be vaccinated. So, you know, the right. timing on that could be a little yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, whichever way it ended up, the bottom line is he's going to be off for two weeks at least well, hang um, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before you say that, here's what 
Rotowire is saying. Okay. Tatis was placed on the injured list Tuesday, tested positive for COVID-19. Um, Tatis is asymptomatic and feels good. If Tatis has been vaccinated, he can return as, as soon as he tests negative twice. But otherwise, he will need to isolate for a minimum of 10 days before being cleared to m- return. Right. Tucapita Marcano was recalled in a corresponding move. So we'll get on to Tucapita, Tucapita later. But um, okay. he's un, he, Tucapita is uh, not owned in any fantasy leagues. So we might look at it, make an acquisition there. That's just the kind of acquisition we want to make. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how Tucapita does tonight in Colorado if, in fact, he plays. Um, it's a shame for Tatis and Jerickson to be missing this yeah. trip to Coors Field because, as you and I both know, that's a hitter's paradise over there. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, so, well, you know, it does suck. You're right. It sucks for that reason. Um, but, uh Yeah. I don't know. We don't have enough Padres right now. We need, I think we go with Tucapita. Just, <laughs> we just, we just go for it. Let's see. I'd be I surprised have... if Tucapita is even in the player pool. You know what I mean? Like I can't even we... get him yet. His name's not registered. Well, if he plays tonight, they'll have to add him because there'll be stats. Right. Um, well, we couldn't play him tonight anyway. So no, yeah, we'd have to. Okay. So Tucapita is in the player pool. Okay. I'm adding it to our watch list. Okay. Um, uh, the Padres, like you said, will be fine uh, for a few days. Um, it, how, how does it make you feel in terms of the COVID pandemic in general when you get these scares? Um, I know when we talked this morning, we were sort of talking about, you know, when is society going to really feel like it's opened back up? What's, what are the big hurdles to... Um, you know, going around and sort of not wearing a mask without fear or um, kind of weird looks. So how do, how do things like this change your, your thoughts and feelings on the pandemic in general? Well, you know, it, it, it's open because it, until we see if he was vaccinated or not, you know, it's hard to know. If he was and he got a breakthrough case, then you say to yourself, just that happens. Bad luck. Young guy, healthy. He'll bounce back. Everything is good. If he didn't get the vaccine, then you have to say, why not? Is mm. there some kind of hesitancy there? Is it, you know, some kind of a, um, you know, not to say he's anti-vax or whatever, but maybe what a fair amount of young people might be thinking, which is, I don't need it. I'm good. Vax I'm complacency. Good. Right. Which, you know, I mean, I I don't know what the answer is, but he's a young man. He's he's, you know, he's uh, he's he's an alpha. Yeah. If he doesn't want to get it, he's not getting it. (laughs) You know, he's not going to be convinced by anyone. So, right. um, He's a young man. He's he's so I guess until we know, we'll just have to wait and see either way. You know, no hate, no n- nobody upset. I I don't think it changes my view on things because we still know there's cases out there. There people are still getting it and and yeah. passing it, but just at a lower a lower rate. Um, and I think you know, team sports is yeah. rife rife for 
possible transmission if if you're not vaxxed you're right. up. You're right. I mean, if you look at the California cases, you just gotta you've got to just be so pleased with where we stand in general. Yeah. Um, you know, the case counts are down, deaths are down. L.A. is approaching what they're calling herd herd immunity. Um, there were only a, only 177 new positive cases for COVID in all of Los Angeles County, yeah. which is millions of people. Right. Um, four deaths yesterday. Yeah. So um, when we start having like multiple days in a row of zero COVID deaths in Los Angeles County, I mean, that's that's just going to be spectacular. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for that. And I, I feel like if we all do our part, it can happen. Um, so, yeah. But like you said, you know, it's still out there. Or did I say that? It's like I said, it's still out there. <laughs> it's still out there. And you um, can't just drop trow and, you know. You can't? You can't drop trow. No, you're right. Now, speaking about um, Tatis's character as a young man and like uh, he's going to do what he wants um i think he's probably you know he's pretty wise for his age like you look at somebody who's 22 years old he's thinking about his financial future he's he's um he's on the cover of mlb the show he's doing commercials for um gatorade bolt 24 He's signed a 14-year contract extension with the Padres. Like, I actually see this kid as risk-averse um, off of the field. On the field, he's a wild man, sliding, diving, you know, putting himself at grave danger at every turn. Although right. maybe that recent injury has kind of helped helped him realize like you don't need every play is not you know to win the world series. You don't need to play all out 162 games a year, but, but I feel like Tatis is a, I feel like he's a little more cautious and risk averse than we're giving him credit for. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he does when he's not on the field. Really. You know, I got off social media, so I'm not really following everybody's what they're doing. You know, I don't really know what his, you know, nightlife is like, but he does strike me as kind of a business like approach to it. You know, if he's, if he's not playing, he's resting or, you know, trying to get ready for the next game. You know, he's not Daryl Strawberry or or something out there. (laughs) Jeter (laughs) hitting the clubs in in Manhattan every night. Right. I mean, I don't think that's the case. I don't know enough about it but i mean I the mean, gas lamp is not nearly as fun as, <laughs> as um you know manhattan no although no, it, it's close it's very close yeah i mean i want to i want to hear from our some of our san diego pals to be like you know what is going on in downtown san diego is are all the bars and restaurants open back up are people in yeah. there socializing like they, you know. I can tell. I was down there um, April first, basically, um, and yeah, it's the streets are blocked off. People are, you know, indoors or outdoors, it. both. All right, that might Indoor, be a little. Outdoors. I mean, I guess you're taking your chances, right? Like, I'll be happy to not really do anything indoors um, with crowds, like for the entire rest of the calendar year. 
let's say at least like um like an indoor concert an indoor restaurant an indoor bar like i'll give it a miss especially we're out here in california we have the benefit of great weather we don't need to go indoors for almost anything right well i can tell you that i've i've dined indoors i have done it um and it felt pretty safe i thought i mean these were high-end places you know so they had their shit together but um i'm opening it back up you know i'm 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 following local guidelines but i'm not saying anyone else has to so you've dined indoors i've dined indoors yeah a couple of couple of times um and were they uh was there like spacing at all was tons of spacing um didn't feel didn't feel like it was crowded or anything like that um yeah it was it was great this is after you've had the vax or before this was after i had it yeah okay so wendy's um stepdad um he was he dined out and then he came to stay with us and uh and we were like all right well he dined out but he's fully vaxxed so um and then he told us when he got here like um you know the restaurant was totally empty it was just me and my buddies and you know so we felt very safe there we're like yeah. all right well we're gonna have to start getting comfortable with this stuff um because not everybody you're gonna spend some time with is gonna be well 10 days ago, I dined in here and then I, you know, like people aren't going to start carrying like a, a living record of every single place they've been. Right. Um, and I guess now that we're all getting vaxxed, you know, you just take your chances like, like any other thing that you might, might do. But uh, the, the concept of breakthrough cases is uh, it's a little more terrifying to me than it is to you, I guess. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that because they say it's it'll be it'll be like a you know light junior version of it, you know. Right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah. So the vaccine not only prevents us from necessarily coming down with COVID, but also if we do catch it, it'll be a milder case. Right. Okay. Good point. I mean that that couple of days after I got my second dose of the vaccine, man. Woo. You weren't loving that. I felt like I got run over by a uh, a small ATV four wheeler. Oh, really? Yeah, I was I was pretty wrecked. Yeah, yeah it 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 knocked me out for I mean not that long but for like you know better part of a day. I was I was in pretty bad shape. Yeah, mine was more like two and a half days, but I'm glad you you didn't get it as bad. Yeah, I I didn't uh I didn't get it as bad. Um but um yeah, I definitely realized from that that I didn't want it at all. You know. <laughs> no, me either. So So, um let's get back to fantasy baseball because that's yeah, what people that's are what tuning people into. Are, yeah, that's exactly right. That's why So, I'm going to pull up some news and notes on our team. Um, and, um, let's just react to these 
let's just react to these generally. Um, okay. Um, I see that Corbin Burns, the Milwaukee Brewers ace, is returning Thursday. Mm-hmm. So that means we will have to drop someone in order to, to activate him in time for his start. So just put that in the back of your mind um, okay. that we, we have our ace pitcher coming back, but we don't have a roster spot for him currently. Um, we, we put Jerks and Profar onto the injured list, but that only clears a spot for Paddock. We need another one for Burns. Um, so if we go down our roster, we, uh, we see that Trevor Rogers um, is, has his start pushed back. He was supposed to pitch um, Wednesday, but now he will pitch Thursday at Arizona. So I suppose that's good news for him um, because, you know, Arizona is not that strong of a team. Mm-hmm. So I take that as, as good news. Um, I'm still looking for players on our list, on our roster, who we could drop if we needed to. So we talked this morning about the fact that we're carrying three catchers. Um, and for those, for our listeners who are still here, um, we're in a 12 team Roto league with, um, daily roster moves allowed. It's an OBP league instead of batting average. And you start one catcher, um, all the normal positions, five outfielders and two utility spots, uh, corner infield and middle infield. So we're carrying three catchers at the moment, Yadier Molina, Buster Posey, and Gary Sanchez, all three of whom are actually fairly decent in the OBP category. Despite Gary Sanchez's struggles, he's managed to maintain an OBP up in the mid to low 300s. So he's not as big of a, of a drain as he would be in a batting average league. Um, I still say, I want to know what Horse, Jorge Soler has is, is been doing, what's he done, and is he a drop? Because um, every time I check his numbers, I have to say I'm a little underwhelmed. Oh, why is that? Um, well, he's getting the starts, but he's not doing much with them. And, you know, Kansas City are competing. They're, I think it's, last time I checked, they're still in first place in the AL Central. And they have, they have minor leaguers to bring up. So, oh, scratch that. Kansas City are actually 16 and 17 and now three and a half back in the Central. So uh, I'm way off the mark there. Um, they've gone one and nine and lost eight straight to fall out of first place. So Kansas City are a team in crisis somewhat. So I, I feel like Soler could not be long for this world in terms of his starting position in Kansas City. Really? 
He's batting 191. His OBP is 276. He's he's a league veteran. He's been in the league since 2014. So, um, you know, it's not like they can option him back to the minors. But if he doesn't pick it up, he's going to get he's going to lose out on playing time. I say we cut him. It's I th- I think it's an easy cut. Frankly, easy cut. I say we do I say we do it. So if we need to get Corbin Burns into the lineup on Thursday that Solaire is a cut. Yeah. I'm you done could with be Solaire. Right. I'm done with Solaire. He just doesn't really add anything in any key. I categories. never liked him in the first place. <laughs> I like him. I mean, you do. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah. Well, no, uh, personality-wise, yeah, but he's not bringing it. No, we're he's we're really in sixth not. place right now. I know this is we, not a time to wait and see. He's still batting fourth, and. And DHing for Kansas City. They've well, set they've pretty much set their outfield as um Benintendi in left, Dozier in right, and Michael A. Taylor in center. So Solaire is stuck in that DH role. Um and if they find anybody who can hit better once the minor league starts ramping up, anybody could come and jump into that um DH role if the struggles for Solaire continue. I don't know what to make of it. Why is he struggling? I mean, everybody's struggling. Offense is down across the league. Um, So, you know, I'm not just pointing fingers at one guy. But, I mean, there's got to be... But who do they have on their bench? They have Ryan O'Hearn as their infield bench player, and they have Gerard Dyson as their outfield bench player. So they're carrying a three-man bench, which means they have nobody, which means that Solaire is going to play every day, which is more than you can say for some of the other struggling players on our bench. Um, You know, for the counting categories, RBIs, runs, HRs, you, you want somebody who's playing every day. So if we have these folks who are not going to play every day, um, maybe sometimes it makes sense to hold on to someone like Solaire. And if we drop a hitter for a pitcher, we, we literally have no bench except for Wander Franco, who is not in the majors. We will be down to a one-man bench on the hitter side. So we, can't, we have no flexibility. We have to start every single batter on our team. And that that's going to mean we're going to start dropping off in the counting categories, just by fact that not every single person is going to start every single day. So it might be a terrible idea to drop Solaire. Cause well, Mar- I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Go on. He's bringing nothing. I know, but who can we replace him with? There's so many other people. There's got to be. There's so many better people that we can take a chance on that might do something. He's doing nothing. I agree with that part of it. He is doing nothing. I'd rather roll the dice on somebody 
it's not like he's doing nothing and we're in second and we got to like maintain and we like, yeah, yeah, we got to yeah. be bold right now. We got to, we got to take some chances or we're never going to get back. I agree. To where okay. we are. So let me, um, let me read to you the list of available um, outfielders in our league. Adam Duvall. Okay. On the, that's the number one free agent outfielder. Miami Marlins, um, he's hitting 236. Um, I hate when they do this. Do not show me the projections. Show me what he's actually doing. <sighs> I don't know how to change that. Rest of season projections. Never mind. Um, I actually want to look at stats. Player stats. Sorry. You still there? Yep. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Let's moving on. The other folks, the other options we have. Adam Eaton, who we've already dropped. Um, David Dahl on Texas. Jacoby Jones on Detroit. Hunter Renfro former Padre on Boston. None of these guys are playing every day. Tim Locastro um, is back from injury. Didn't we have him for a while and we dropped him too? Um, I don't remember that. I've had him on a few in a few leagues. I can't remember if we had him in this league. Locastro is kind of more of what we don't need. We looked at our Roto standings today and we need runs, home runs, and OBP. So we need someone in the high 300s in OBP who scores runs and also gets chips in on RBIs and home runs. So Luis Arise is going to address OBP and hits and runs, but he's not going to address home runs. He's not a power hitter. So mm-hmm. um, we could pick up Christian Walker, uh, a first baseman, um, and slot him in at first and move Will Myers back to outfield. So that's an option as well. But uh-huh. his OBP of the season is only 265. So he's having just as bad of a, of a run as, as Solaire. I mean, pretty much batting averages are down across the league, and they've changed the baseball to – I don't know if you're following the whole, like, what have they done to the baseball? But, like, in 2019, the baseball was so juiced that it was flying out of stadiums. In 2020, they de-juiced it a little bit. And then this season, they said they were going to deaden it and make it a little bit lighter. So now, now hitting is like, gotten even harder. So players don't, aren't hitting home runs, but they're also not getting base hits. So that's why, like, baseball is sort of – seeing lower batting average in general, but also um, so like they, they, they tried, tried to help. They tried to help create more base hits, but in fact, they just created more like flyouts. So um, the hit, hitting is just down overall across major league baseball this season. So I think the league average is like two thirty 
something like this, like just every player average together is like hitting 230, which is like an all time low. So um, you can't gauge these things on a normal scale as you used to. Somebody hitting 197 is not necessarily an auto cut. Right. So I don't know. Christian Walker, that, that I just jumped out of me, but I don't think he's a 12 team ad. Um, Adam Eaton, we already dropped. Kyle Isbell is not in the majors right now. Um, Andres Jimenez, we just dropped. Um, there's really, God, it's slim pickings here for us. I don't know who we would pick up that would be better than Soler. Well, we got to find him. We could make a trade. We might have to trade for somebody. All right. Might that be trying to t- trade. I mean, as we were talking about in the car, if Wander Franco comes up, that will mean Adalberto Mondesi is a bit of, you know, a bit of an excess player. We could trade him. Obviously, we're going to want to wait till he's healthy to trade him. Um, so we need both of those things to happen is Franco come up and play and Mondesi to come back and be healthy and play. So if we have those two shortstops, um, one of them we could trade for an outfielder. Um, that's just an idea. I, it's a pretty good idea. Then again, if, if, um, if Franco comes up and plays third or plays a different position, then he'll get that eligibility. Then we could move him to third and move Chris Bryant to the outfield. We have all these players that are like outfield eligible that are currently not playing outfield in our lineup. Dylan Moore, Will Myers, Chris Bryant, Ryan Mountcastle. All of these players could just be, you know, everyday outfielders for us. Right now we have them slotted in infield slots because um, that's just how our lineup has broken out. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not without the realm of possibility that Mondesi and Wander Franco are stay on our team as they come back from injury. Right. But um, we shall see. I, we shall I, see. I, I think like we give Soler a couple more days and if it's time for Corbin Burns to start, I'm, I'm ready to drop him and just drop him. You're the freaking hatchet man. You have to be. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We but can't, these we can't leagues, waver. In these deeper leagues, that what you're going to replace them with is typically worse or the same. All right. Well, I have to trust you on that. If this was a 10-team ESPN league, I'd be like, oh, man, look at what we have to choose from here. It's a, it's a bountiful selection but in a deep 12 team league like this with you know five outfielders two utility and a five player bench it's slim pickings out there yeah you're right you're right so um and everybody's stashing il people because they can yep 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 everybody's stashing the thing is when a player comes back from il um and he's healthy you can't leave him on the l il so, like, Chris Paddock was on our IL, um, and then he pitched. He was off the IL in the real world. So mm-hmm. we have to move him off our IL before we can do anything else. Like, they force you to 
kind of reckon with it. Yeah, you can't well, that's just smart. I agree with that. Yeah, no, I do too. So that at least will like keep people from from hoarding healthy players. Yeah. So, all right, all right. Well, um, I guess we should probably repod. We'll have a quick update pod on Thursday around this time. If I'm if I'm free, I'd love to. We'll talk about. We'll do a follow up and say how our players have done over the last two days and who we are cutting to make space for Corbin Burns' return. Now, we definitely want Corbin Burns for his first start back, right? We don't want to oh, leave yeah. him on the IL and see how he does. Oh yeah, we got to do that. Got to bring him back. Okay, got to bring him back. Yeah, I agree. So, um, we will reconvene in forty-eight hours and decide who we're dropping. So audience, stay tuned. I will post a screenshot of our team roster in the episode show notes. So you can all email us at sobaseball at iCloud.com and tell us who you think we should drop, who we should keep, and we will take that into consideration. Yep, exactly. Um, all right, brother. No purchase we're... necessary, though. <laughs> no, no purchase necessary. And if you're wrong, we won't hold it against you. Void in Kentucky. <laughs> Ten cents in Michigan. Right. Um, um, all right. Well, I guess we'll wait and see what happens Thursday then. All right. Well, let me know if you spot any good finds or any roster moves you want to make, and um, I'll see you on. I'll see you Wednesday, and we'll talk on Thursday. That sounds great. All right, Daver. Talk to you soon. All right, brother. Okay. Have a good one. You too. Okay, bye. bye.